Testing, testing levels, testing volume levels. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Uh, solo episode this week was supposed to be a guest, but we had to postpone uh, what I'm sure would have been an amazing, intellectual, riveting, and uh, passionate discussion regarding the goings-on in America. Uh, I'm not going to reveal who it is because we're still going to do it. And, um, you know, you know me. I like to build suspense. I'm a suspense suspense builder. If I were to build bridges, I would build suspension bridges. You know? A little architect joke for you right there. A little architectural joke for you there. If I were to build bridges, I would build suspension bridges because I like to build suspense. Right? And I've been suspended from being within 100 feet of any school in this nation because they're antsy, these people. They're antsy. They don't like people standing on the playground of an elementary school that my tax dollars fund, by the way, and showing the truth to these children about the pedophile cult of reptilians that run the globalist empire. They don't like that. So now I can't go to I can't go to school anymore. Not my school. Just a school. Good thing I'm done with school. Did my did my K through 12 in the beautiful state of South Dakota. Did 2 years of college in that same beautiful state of South Dakota. Had some trouble with the law when in college, but who doesn't have some trouble with the law when they're in college? Right. I did nothing violent. I did nothing violent. And then I moved out to New Jersey and finished the two years that I had left with a fantastic grade point average, summa cum laude, just so you know, folks. I don't brag about my grades because I think school is fucking gay. But, you know, daddy graduated with summa cum laude. Unfortunately, it was with a degree in journalism, which means nothing. A bachelor's degree in journalism is literally... It takes, you know, when somebody sees a bachelor's degree in journalism on a resume, they deduct points from your high school diploma. It's actually, it it makes your high school diploma lesser because it's, it's like those four years that you went for journalism actually made you dumber than when you graduated high school. Right, so that was meaningless. So I had to pivot and get a career in a completely different subject than what I spent, uh, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in four years of my life on. So, you know, hey, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You can't, you can't get it right all the time. I would have, I would have preferred that somebody uh, in my life tell me that a, any liberal arts degree in any subject, bachelor of arts is a waste of time. I would have preferred that, but I didn't have that guidance in my life. And now I know that it is a waste of time. Bachelor, a bachelor's of science, even in business or marketing. Well, maybe mar- marketing's on the nose. Marketing is like the, that's the line. If you get a degree in marketing, you're on the line. That's kind of the boundary separating bullshit uh, degrees and real degrees. 
But from there, you go to marketing and then you go to like business management and then, you know, finance and accounting and then you get into the STEM fields where it matters, right? Doctors need to go to school. I don't, I wouldn't want somebody operating on me who didn't go to school. That would make me concerned, right? I also would, would be uncomfortable with a white woman operating on me, right? Asian woman? I want her operating on me. Indian woman who has a very harsh tone? Yes. Indian man? Yes. I don't like it when my doctors speak perfect English. It upsets me. It makes me believe that I can't have faith in them. Uh, I like it when I have a very autistic sort of Aspergery. I don't go to the doctor very much. I only go, I don't go for routine checkups. I treat my body like I treat cars right? If there's something wrong, I go. But I'm not going for tune-ups. I'm not going for just, you know, routine maintenance. That's insane. That's insane. I go when there's something, something, when I've decided that there is something seriously wrong, then I go. Um, and I don't want, I don't want a white doctor speaking to me in a soft tone. I don't want a doctor who makes me feel comfortable. I want a doctor who makes me fear for my life, right? I want a doctor who comes in and goes, not good, not good. I don't know how to do an Indian answer. It's Asian, oh, not good. You know, I don't want to do the whole, ra- hey, I'm not racist. I'm not doing the race thing right now. Um, I'm not going to do the race thing right now. But I like it when I when the doctors have a very harsh tone and are sort of void of emotions and don't have a lot of empathy to, to, toward the feelings of their Ah, patient. Because I like robotic doctors. Robotic doctors are the best type of doctors because they're obviously very scientific-minded, very literal-minded, and they get the job done. They're not there to spare your feelings. If you walk in and you're, you know, I'm right now I'm about 20 pounds past where I would like to be. I, if I walk into a doctor right now, I don't want my doctor to say, uh, you know, hey, you know, you're, 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 you're a little overweight. Maybe let's 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 put you on a good diet. Let's get you in a no no no. I want the doctor to say you're fat. If you stop if you stop being fat, you're gonna feel better. If you keep being fat, you're gonna keep losing guests on your podcast because nobody likes a fatty. Nobody likes a fatty fat pig. We can tell how fat you are. We can we can feel those twenty pounds coming through the microphone, coming through the audio when you do your podcast. You little pig shit, you little pig droplet. You got the fucking you got the body shape of a of the bottom half of a guitar. You little pig, change your diet and work out. And I don't care about your emotions surrounding the statement that I just made to you. Now that would be much more articulate than what a, uh, a a genius Indian doctor could say in broken English. But I would like that. I would like that. That's the point that I would prefer. I don't like to be coddled in the doctor's office. I like to be told that I'm going to die soon, because then I will act. Then I will change my lifestyle, right? I will change my lifestyle. If you walk into the doctor and they go. Hey, you know, it's it's not a big deal, but maybe you do this. You're not going to go home and, and sit on the couch and sweat about uh, the, the decisions you made in the past, right? You're not going to fucking sit there and, 
you know, be embarrassed of yourselves and be fearful and, and, and be depressed and anxious about the decisions you've made in your life up to this point, you're not going to do that. But if a person comes in and says, Hey, you've got like four days to live unless you do this, this, and this, guess what you're going to do? You're going to do this, this, and this. It's about making the patient fear for their life. It's about scaring them into getting healthy. And some people say that's not, that's not mentally a sustainable way to approach uh, uh, the encouragement of a healthy lifestyle, a bullshit. I don't, think, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. I think if you scare people into being healthy, they will be healthy. There's, nothing, there's no better motivator than fear. That's, the, that's a fact. Fear controls everything in a human's life, especially today's human. People were much less, people were fearful of much less, you know, a thousand years ago. They'd go hunt like fucking Siberian tigers, saber-toothed tigers, right? They'd go and they'd fucking, like four guys, like four guys would take down a buffalo. Now, people get, anxiety leaving the house fear is a motivator leverage that if you leverage fear in society you can uh, direct society to a more healthier way of life that's the fact of the matter the point I don't know how I got here the point was I had a guest it got postponed. Life gets in the way. And now I'm doing a solo episode. And uh, I think the point that I wanted to go to from there was the fact that I really don't have anything to talk about. Which is a problem on an audio-only podcast with one person. I did, you know, get together a few screenshots and articles and videos of shit that I thought were interesting over the past week, and I did that in the past two hours. I shat out a a list, but other than the sort of weekly roundup that we'll do, and uh, the list, there's nothing else, so I'm going to have to stretch, which is okay. I'm a professional. I can handle that. That's fine. That's fine. You know me well enough to know that I can talk. You know me goddamn well enough that I'll make an hour. I'll always make the hour. Now, will will the episode be any type of interesting or entertaining or funny or informative? Will it even tickle your senses? Will, will it tickle any of your five senses? Will you be able to relate to it? Will it make sense? Will it be worth listening to? Right? Will it spread misinformation? Will it be, uh, you know, on the nose as far as its informative substance? Will it be, um, well, worth listening to? I don't know. I can't promise you anything about that. I can't promise you that this episode is going to be worth listening to. I learned mere hours ago that I had to do a solo episode. I had nothing prepared. Of course, I, 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 why would I prepare for a solo episode when I thought this was going to be a week of a guest? There's no need for that. Uh, 
But now we're here. And we're doing it. Because that's what we do. We just do things. We do things. We don't sit and think about things. You and me. We just do it. Right? I didn't, you know, sit and pontificate if it was a good idea to smoke weed in my dorm room. In college. I just did it. And then the cops knocked on my door. And then I had the fucking, you know, you get a lawyer and all the goddamn, the whole shits, the entire shits. Because I also had a controlled substance in my system. I had a little Adderall in my system. And then it became a felony. When you have a controlled substance, which Adderall is, if you take Adderall, just so you folks know, if you're in South Dakota and you're in college and you're smoking weed in a an area that's a high risk of being caught, don't have Adderall in your system because it is charged the exact same way that methamphetamine is charged, right? Because technically it is basically meth. So if you don't have a, you know, if you don't have a fucking prescription for it, you're going down for a controlled substance charge. And the roommate that gave you that Adderall is going to go down for distribution of a controlled substance. So that, you know, I'm just saying, be weary of that. Weary or leery? Weary. I think it's weary. One of them means tired and one of them means aware. Weary and leery. Old weary and leery. That'll be the title of this one. Weary and leery. Unless I come up with something better. You, you folks know that I constantly, constantly, I'm like a fucking conveyor belt of fucking, uh, 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 what do you call that? I'm a, what do you call the line? Production line? Whatever it is. I'm a goddamn workhorse when it comes to formulating phrases for the titles of the episodes of podcasts that I give you to get you through your shit week that you had. Or maybe you had a great week. Maybe you have a better life than I do. Probably. If you're outside the state of New Jersey, you probably have a better life than I do. And I made this choice, by the way. I'm not going to I'm not asking you to pity me. Right? I'm not asking you to pity me, pity me, but just know that if you go to the mall on a Saturday in New Jersey, you're going to experience a hell that not even the Jews in the Holocaust experienced. That's a fact. It's a fact. And I didn't, listen, I'm not a mall dweller. You know that. I would have, I would have hoped that you could have formulated that opinion about me by now, that I'm not a person who likes to go to malls, but uh, my girlfriend's laptop broke, she had to go to the Apple store, and apparently there's no Apple stores outside of malls in this godforsaken country, and I went with her, you know, I went with her, I drove her in the new 2017 Nissan Altima, and uh, yeah, it's hell, it's hell, truly, I'm not going to explain to you why, I'm sure you have a picture in your head already, but, uh, you know, people suffer through different things, suffering does build character, and, uh, yeah, so it's a, it's been a weird Saturday, the sun's at a weird angle right now, shooting through my windows, hitting the hardwood floor, it's kind of warm, it's cold outside, but it's warm in here, I don't even have the heat on, but the sun is so intense, it's one of those hot, Hot fall suns. Sometimes even when the when the temperature is cold, even in the dead of winter, you get those hot, like fucking direct sun, uh, sun rays. 
and they're shooting right into the apartment. So it's warm in here, and just, uh, you know, that's, listen, that's, this is the circumstance. This is the circumstance. I was supposed to have a podcast much earlier in the day with a guest, which would have been probably better, but we're here now, okay? So let's do the weekly roundup. Let's do a weekly roundup of things that I found that I felt were noteworthy or I wanted to speak about or I just enjoyed at the time. I got to pull it up on my phone. Epileptic child has seizure after gazing at latest pride flag. Well, the kid's a patriot. The kid's a patriot. He knows the nefarious intentions of the LGBTQ plus movement. And uh, he's also a creative type, so he expressed his disdain for the movement in a very dramatic and creative way by having a seizure. And also, I'm looking at the flag, and I'm close to having a seizure, So, and I'm not epileptic. So I, I completely understand this little boy with a comb-over's reaction. Uh, morgue worker arrested after giving birth to a dead man's baby. Kansas City, Missouri. Of course, why wouldn't it be? Kansas City and, and St. Louis are just truly the. I mean, it, it. They're called cities, but they're fucking Fallujah, basically. A 26-year-old morgue worker was arrested this morning after a DNA test revealed that her newborn child was the result of a necrophiliac. Uh, of a necrophiliac intercourse with a man she was supposed to autopsy. Where's the crime? Who's the victim? Why is that a crime? Hey, I don't think that that's rape. If you can get a dead man hard, I mean, yeah, that's no, there's no, I mean, if you're in heaven and you're looking down and and a, a woman could get your body, you're your ex-body erect enough to, to, and then get you to completion? I mean, whiskey dick? If there, Everybody knows that if you're on coke, you sniffed a few lines, maybe a lot, you're eight shots in, your dick very well may have no purpose for the rest of that night. But when the woman can get you hard even though you thought you were going to have whiskey dick you go wow that's fucking impressive well what about death dick if you have death dick and somebody can bring your dick back to life i mean where's the crime tell me who's the victim who's the victim probably the child man what's that child gonna look like that child's either gonna be the most severely retarded kid that's ever come out of a woman's cunt or will lead the world into greatness. One of the two. UFO sightings are an Anglo-American phenomenon. This was tweeted out by Stephen P- Pimentel. I don't know. And he uh, was quote tweeting a map uh, that shows the world's reported UFO sightings from 1906 to 2014. And basically what it shows is that in England, in the UK, and America are really the only countries that uh, report UFO sightings. So 
and I, I mean, I don't think that that fucking disproves aliens or UFOs. I really, I don't believe that that disproves UFOs. I think that just exhibits the sort of bitchiness and the, oh, I have to tell every everybody about everything that's ever happened to me way of thinking in the Western world. You know, you're if an, if an Eastern Bloc motherfucker sees a UFO, he's not going to walk into the bar and tell his buds, hey, I saw a UFO, because they're going to go, shut the fuck up. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. A fucking dog ate my daughter this morning, okay? A wild dog broke into my house and ate my daughter. So I don't think that that has anything to do with, you know, the validity of UFOs or aliens. I think it just points to the fact that Westerners, one, they're snitches and they have to, and they want attention. So they like to tell stories. And two, they just, you know, what do you get? If you're in Moldova, if you're in Moldova and you're working at a fucking factory and you see a UFO, who cares? Who cares? You're one missed shift away from living on the streets. Good morning and happy Saturday to everyone who is ready to work as hard as you can for the next 17 days until Election Day, getting as many people as you can to vote for Democrats' straight ticket. We need all hands on deck. That was from Brooklyn Dad underscore defiant peace sign and check mark. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we went over last week how just truly insane of a person he is. I mean, and by the way, why are you outsourcing your work? Why is it my fucking responsibility to get somebody to vote for somebody else? Who's going to work as hard? Dude, this is what the political types don't understand. I mean, truly. If you work a real job, when you come home, all you want to do is, is sleep. That's all you want to do. You want to sleep. You want to fucking see your wife. You want to see your fucking kids. And then you just want to go to sleep. You don't want to listen to the... You you think you're going to come home and fucking campaign for Elizabeth Warren? You're going to campaign for AOC? Enough. Work as hard. What do you do? What did this guy do? So clearly, I'm assuming he does nothing now. He's just a political pundit who gets paid by the DNC. But what was he doing before this? Like, did he ever have a job? Who is Brooklyn Dad Defiant? Was he ever... Did he... was? Did two people procreate to create him, or was he created in a lab? I think he was created in a lab. He doesn't seem to have a backstory or anything. It's just... This guy just popped up on Twitter like six years ago out of nowhere and just, you know, it seemed like Monday he had 18 followers, Tuesday he had 5 million, and he says really retarded shit like this and gets like 4,000 likes. I don't think he's real. He doesn't seem real. But I liked it. Who was ready to work as hard as you can for the next 17 days until Election Day to get as many people? I'll be working as hard as I can for the next 17 days. I'll be working very hard to get the blueprints of the Pentagon so I can fucking 
strategically p- uh, place fucking pressure cooker pipe bombs. I don't want to say that. I don't want to continue on that rant. It's no good. It's no bueno. It's joke. It's a joke. Joke. It's I'm chumming around. I'm having a good time. I'm not going to place pressure cooker bombs in the Pentagon. Don't fucking... Don't fucking, you know, don't cancel me. Don't let the algorithm get me. Opinion. This is from the, I think it's the Washington uh, Washington Post. Opinion. It's not that Asian students perform better on the SAT than black students because they are better. The SAT is just a racist test. Uh... I mean, I don't know. I never saw the N-word at the... I took the SATs. I never saw the N-word. I never saw the N-word. When they had those insane questions, those math questions, when they were like, you know, so-and-so has bought 1,200 watermelons. It was never a black name that bought the 1,200 watermelons. It was like Kyle or Cody or Jeremy, right? Nick. It wasn't fucking... If Travel, it was like, well, Travel might buy 1,200 watermelons, but what are you hinting at? There was no racism in the SAT. It would be funny if there was, though. It would be funny if there was. Right? Like, if the math question was, if a black youth from the inner city attacked 24 innocent people in three days... How, what was the average per day that that black predator, that black super predator, no good subhuman youth attacked per day? And then you had to average it out. It'd be funny. And not just for the black race. We could do it for Asians and Indians and whites and bull you know. We'll do the whole, if, 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 let me balance my previous statement out with a, uh, a racist com or a racist uh, math question toward whites. If Craig attended ten Buck Cherry concerts and in those concerts raped a total of fourteen unsuspected women, unsuspecting, how many, on average, women? Did Craig rape per concert? We can do the, you know, I'll do, you know, it's just to balance the the black, white, you know, I'm black and I'm white. I'm, I'm, I'm not anything. I'm not black or white. I'm just a fucking, I'm just a guy sitting on a couch, you know, talking into a microphone for a total of three people who have probably criminal backgrounds and are barely hanging on and his giant pores, my giant pores or leaking sweat. I'm perspiring. I always perspire on my nose. Even when I'm not hot or sweating. I just sweat on my nose. I got a big fucking German nose. A lot of people like to say, oh, it's big Jew nose. But the Germans have big noses too. Right? So the Holocaust is really the battle of the big noses. Battle of the big noses. Often, people refuse to accept trans women as women by weaponizing the idea of, quote, biological sex. They argue that trans women are not women because they are incapable of giving birth like, quote, biological females. They conveniently forget how, quote, biological sex, 
is a framework that was created by white male scientists in the 19th century to, to specifically justify discrimination against women and black people, indigenous people, and people of color. Yeah, I think we forget that. I think that, you know, I think that if you're, you know, penises and vaginas and, and breasts and testosterone and estrogen are all, you know, those are racist concepts. Those are racist concepts. And if you believe in this, since science evolved humans to be that way, science is racist. And if you believe that God created us this way, then God's racist. So you take your pick. Which one is it? Is it that science is racist or is God racist? You tell me. My God is racist. Tell you that much. I mean, the fucking minorities in heaven. I'm gonna die and go straight to a fucking, straight to a fucking 1950s sitcom. That's where I'm going. Every white guy's dressed in suits. And he, yeah, you know, hey, he beats the shit out of his wife, but he, you know, he speaks very, um, you know, he filters his speech in public. He sleeps in pajamas with long sleeves. I never understood that. I mean, maybe this is a, you know, it could be because in in the older times the 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 houses were not as heated as now, but like the people who wore like long pants and then like a button-up like a, they were they were button-up pajama tops. You know what I'm talking about. I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. They were button-up pajama tops to bed. It's like, what the f- What? Dude, I, I either wear, like, box, like it's, it's boxers, they'll, they'll, I'll wear them. When I, sometimes when I don't shower before bed, I'll wear the boxers. If I shower before bed, one of two things is happening. Loose-fitting gym shorts with the, like the, not the gym short, not like modern day gym shorts, those old gym shorts that have all the holes in them and like a drawstring or just nothing, dude. It's fucking, I constantly press my bare penis up against my girlfriend when I'm sleeping and I press it, I put it, I kind of do it hard. I press it, I put a lot of pressure on it. Sometimes I get a pressure boner. Not even horny. I just get if you put a lot, if you put pressure on my penis for a, an extended period of time, I get a boner. Sometimes I get a comfort boner. You ever had a comfort boner? You're you're so comfortable and you're having such you're you're having such a plight of 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 sensational pleasure in other parts of your body that you get a boner. Or maybe that's just me. But I probably, I, I'm assuming there's at least one person in my audience who would probably relate to that. At least one. Email me at un, uh, or uh, unfitstatesman at gmail.com. Tell me about your, tell me about your pressure boners and your and your comfort boners. I want to hear about it. Maybe I'll read. Maybe I'll read the uh, the experiences of my beautiful fans about their pressure boners and their comfort uh, comfort boners 
on the next episode, if you're lucky, if enough people email me. Um, people who restricted COVID jabs are superheroes who embody the best of humanity, according to a French general. I, listen, I, you know, you guys know me. I'm no fan of the vax. I'm no vax stan, and I am unvaccinated. But to call the unvaxed population superheroes who embody the best of humanity seems to be a bit much. I know a, a decent amount, a fistful of unvaccinated people who are just the trashiest of humans, just garbage, garbage life forms, truly. So I don't know if we can, you know, I don't know if we can, uh, you know, we shouldn't paint this population with a broad brushstroke. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yes, there are people who didn't get vaccinated because they didn't feel it was safe because they paid attention and realized, oh, this isn't going to go through a phase four human trial. And yeah, yeah, okay. Fair enough. But there's also people who didn't get the vaccine because um, they're on house arrest and they can't leave. And two, didn't even know that COVID happened. So, you know, let's just be let's just be careful. Let's just be careful when it comes to labeling the unvaccinated. Let's not title the unvaccinated, okay? Let's not let's not go down that rabbit hole. Oh, man, I'm drinking a seltzer. Those seltzers, they just fucking they get up in your throat. All the bubbles that come come up on your throat. The lower the the lower larynx. That's what I call them. The lower larynx. Um, mom names her baby, not mom names her baby girl after the COVID lockdown. Here's why Jody and Rob Cross named their daughter Lockie as in, as an homage. Oh, this is a British article. They say Anne before a word that starts with an H that's fucking retarded. For UK couple Jody and Rob Cross, the coronavirus lockdown was a time they wanted to make sure they remembered, so much so that when it came time to pick a name for their first baby born last November, the pair knew the perfect way to pay homage to their time spent at home, naming their daughter Lockie. We came up with her name quite early on. We were looking for a dual names that could be for either a boy or a girl. And yeah, that why wouldn't they... Jody, a hairdresser from Wales. Yeah. <laughs> Some fucking hairdressers. Hairdressers. Hairdressers are, are not, you know, they're not peak intellectuals. Usually. I'm generalizing, but usually. Yeah. Yeah. If somebody's doing nails or hair, an esthetician, they call them. I went to beauty school. Oh, well, I went to journalism school. And yours is somehow more worthless than mine. Your degree, your certificate, or whatever the fuck they give out. They probably give out like a plastic participation trophy. She explains that before the pandemic, she and husband Rob led, quote, very busy lives. Yeah, raping children. Raping and maiming innocent orphans in the UK. Um, And that... The lockdown gave them both the opportunity to slow down. It doesn't take that. I don't understand. Slow down. You don't have to slow down to make a kid. Just have sex once. That's all it takes. I was a mobile hairdresser. That Never heard of that. That worked all hours of the day, and my husband is a director for an electrical company she shares, so we felt that lockdown 
gave us the freedom to discover what life is really like without all the pressures. By the way, if you were locked down with a particular person and you didn't uh, hate them by the end of it, you never loved that person. You never loved that person. It's a fact. If you were locked down with your significant other and you, uh, you know, at the end of it were like, hey, we never had any issues, we enjoyed each other's company, you have zero emotion invested in that person. That's a fact. If you love the person that you were locked down with, by the end of it, you were beating them. Truly. Truly. If at points in the relationship with your significant other, you don't find yourself saying, I would love to throw them off of the fucking Chrysler building in New York and watch their body hit the ground and blood splat across the street. If you never have said that to yourself about your significant other, you don't love them because you're not invested in them. You don't care. Okay? I've got news for you. If you never have negative emotions towards somebody, you don't care about them. Because the only way to prove that you care about somebody is, is to, to display or, or conjure up such negative, filthy, horrendous scenarios in your head. Things that emote feelings of, uh, uh, and, and uh, thoughts of just pure evil and don't act on them. That's how you know that you love somebody. When you're in an argument with them, and you get so furious that you would love to take a, a, a cast iron pan and beat them until they died. But you don't. You don't. Because you love them. But I've got news for you. If you were never mad at somebody during the lockdown, that somebody means nothing to you. And that's a good, you know, I mean, listen, I'm not somebody who comes on here and gives relationship advice very rarely. Very, very rarely. If ever. But I have news for you. If your significant other has never been just extreme heated, with, especially, obviously you've got the first like six months, you know, you're in the honeymoon phase, okay, but post six months, if you haven't had a fucking, uh, a crazy fight with your significant other, and not crazy meaning like you hit each other, that's immature shit, I'm saying you haven't fucking verbally sparred to the point of, 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 of true insanity, then you don't have feelings for each other. You don't. Because I've got news for you. You don't get mad at people you don't care about. People who care, who you care about, you get very mad at. Why? Because you care about what they think. You care about what they think, and what they say to you has an effect on you. Just today, I meant to tell the story earlier in the podcast, by the way, but this ties in perfectly. I was at 7-Eleven today, and uh, I was walking out, and there was a group of, uh, I think they were teenagers, black teenagers, like group of like six of them. And I got scared. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm not racist. I am not racist. Only toward fucking 
I don't know. Pick a pick an ethnicity. The, the Laotians, the Vietnamese. I don't know. Philippines. Only the only the gray people. Um, the yellows, the fellas, the yellow fellas. I like them though. Um, I was walking out and I said, "Excuse me," because they literally. I mean, they could have. It looked like they were in a fucking military line. It was fucking weird. They were blocking the door. I said, "Excuse me." They let me go. And then one of the guys went, excuse me. This is fucking, you know, kind of funny. He was a teenager, though. And, um, you know, I heard it. And I kind of like, I kind of chuckled to myself. I was like, yeah, it's kind of, you know, your group of black teenagers, some frumpy white fuck walks past you, says, excuse me. You go, excuse me. It's kind of funny. But then I did ask myself, I was like, why you know, in any other situation, I get mad on the road when somebody fucking does something stupid. So why wasn't I mad there? It's because I didn't give a shit. Like they're kids, they're kids, whatever. So I didn't give a fuck about what they had to say or what they think of me. That's why I didn't get mad at them. That's why I wasn't mad when they said that. That's not what, you know what I mean? So people that you don't give a shit about, you're not going to get mad at. So if somebody has never been mad at you, I've got news for you. That person doesn't give a shit about you. It's just the facts. It's just the facts. I don't make this shit up. If somebody has never been mad at you, they don't give a fuck about you. Okay? And that's why I'm going to tell you all right now that I am I am irate with you right now. I want to kill you and all your fucking extended family members because I love you. Yeah. I'm giving you shitty content because I love you. I fucking drowned your baby because I love you. That's what I told Sean. I said, listen, I'm going to show up and I'm going to fucking med ball slam your fucking baby on the cement because I love you. And if you're not a Patreon subscriber, you might not know who Sean is. He's my producer who has apparent, you know, he's been operating it in absentia since he had his fucking stupid daughter. His stupid, beautiful daughter. His stupid, fucking, beautiful wife. His stupid, fucking, Jewish wife. Dumb Jewish wife with a dumb Jewish kid and a dumb Scottish fuck. Just a family of fucking... According to Fox Live, K-pop group BTS to serve required military service. This is just popping up on my TV, by the way. This wasn't even on the... uh, This wasn't even queued up. K-pop group BTS BTS to deser- to serve required military service. That's funny. That's funny. That's like Elvis having to serve in the military. You know? What does BTS stand for? Did they ever specify? We salute our country joining the military. Oh, God. They're so feminine. I see them. I'm looking at them right now on the screen. They're so feminine. They're little frail boys. They're little frail boys. Right? I don't think they're underage. I think they're probably adult men. But they're frail. I could rape all of them. Why do they all have the same haircut but different colors of hair? They all have the exact same haircut but it's dyed a different color. I could rape them. I'm not saying I want to or would. I would never rape anybody. I would never. I would. But I could. 
And the reason you say, Zach, why would you be so specific? Why would you bring that up? You say, oh, you could rape them. Uh, you know, if you didn't want to, why would you say it? Well, it's because rape does take a... Uh, here's what I'll say about rape. Here's what I'll say about rape. It does take more of an effort than to just beat the shit out of somebody. Because to rape somebody, you truly have to control their body, right? You have a very specific area on their body that you have to put a very specific area of your body into. And so, God, there's fucking like nine of them. They all, you know, I mean, it's not, when I say they all look the same, it's not because they're Asian. It's just because they literally all made themselves look the same. But rape is very difficult. So if, so if, you know, if I walk up to a member of BTS and uh, say, hey, I'm going to rape you, and they'll say something in Korean, and I will, I'll mock them, you know, I'll do ching chong, ching chong, or whatever, and then I'll grab the wrist, and then he's going to fight. That fucking, oh yeah, they spoke the White House. Um, they'll fight. They'll fight me. And it's one thing to just knock somebody out or, or choke somebody out. You don't have to control... You don't have to have the control of somebody at the level uh, of control that you do when you knock somebody out versus when you rape them. You have to like position their body. You have to have such control over them that you have to position their body in a particular angle and impede almost all movement throughout the entire process until you come. I mean, that amount of control you have over somebody is insane. Raping somebody, especially, especially a man, right, a full-grown man, prison rape is insane. Right, it's one thing if you have a gun or a knife. Yeah, then of course it's very easy. You get down on your knees, you put the knife on the fucking... You know, you put the knife close to the fucking neck. You say, suck it. Say, suck it until it's fucking almost gone. Suck it down like a fucking Tootsie Pop. Yeah, that's easy. But to literally just physically abuse and control a grown man... To the point where you have the ability, you have the complete control over their entire physical being to insert a very specific portion of your body into a very specific portion of their body is kind of impressive. Male on male rape without the fucking, without any weapon is kind of impressive. Not moral, it's not moral. It's not moral. And I condemn all rape. All rape. Okay? No rape. No good, no bueno. No rape. Stop it. Stop. Hey, rapists, you fucking stop that. Stop that. Think you're fucking running around being cute. You stop it. People think people have things to do. And you're raping them. You're not letting them do things. You stop it. You're not listening. You're a bad listener. She said no. She doesn't want it. And you fucking, you did it anyway, you son of a bitch. You fucking people have, I gotta go fill up my gas tank. I don't have time to be raped, you son of a bitch. 
you son of a bitch. I was late picking up my parents from the airport because you raped me, you fucking piece of shit. You have no right. What right do you have? You can't fucking, you manipulative fuck, you alter my schedule. I had a golf outing at 7 in the morning, but because you raped me last night, I had to go to the hospital. Get my anus sewed up because you tore me. You tore me. So that's my statement on, uh, my con- my condemning statement on rape. Of course, I don't like rape. I don't want it to happen anymore. If I could erase rape from existence, I would do it. I would take one of those big, weird, trapezoidal fucking, those pink erasers that we used to use in schools, those fucking industrial-sized ones. Why do they make erasers that big? I mean, they had just a block of them. I mean, there's just a block of eraser. They were like, hey, what, hey, do you need to erase things? Well, here's something that can erase everything you've ever wrote for 175 years. Here, take it. I don't think I ever fucking use one of those up. I mean, I may have gotten halfway over like a period of eight years, but I never used up one of those full fucking eraser blocks. I would either poke holes in them with my pencil. Some people, I remember kids used to eat the fucking things. I tried. I did try it. But it was, you know, I'm all about taste. I have a bit of a more, you know, I have a I have a specific palate. I have a little bit more of a refined palate than... Those kids that were eating fucking eraser shavings. You know, in my school, there was a trend to give yourself eraser burns. So they would take they would take the fucking big erasers that I'm talking about and they would just rub it like back and forth on their fucking on their arms and they would just get like these nasty fucking like scabs from it. It was very odd. And then I remember, I remember there was a kid, there was a kid who was clearly like, this kid was fucking clearly depressed. He had a horrible home life. He had just, he had nothing. He had nothing in life. But what he would do is like, he liked to talk shit. He liked to be very boisterous. Um, You know, even, even when I was a child, I watched him and went, oh, he is looking for attention from us that he's not getting at home. And so he would do crazy shit. He would fucking try to f- start fights. He would yell shit at the, at the teacher. It was fucking hilarious. It were, truly was hilarious. I mean, he, the kid, the kid would like f- I, he flipped the desk once. He flipped the desk out of just out of nowhere. It was hilarious. He was funny. I was not friends with him, but I kind of was friends. With, I was friendly with him, and uh, you know, I was a good boy. I didn't, you know, I didn't do too much. Um, but he started doing that. He started like giving himself eraser burns. And I remember in health class and it's weird because for some reason our health class teacher was also our gym teacher who was like, like he was the most hard at, we had like four gym teachers. I think three of them committed suicide. I, I think I'm right about that. I think three of the four gym teachers that I had in our middle school committed suicide. Uh, but the one that that I think didn't, I know he's alive. I'm 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 assu- I think seventy five percent of our gym doesn't matter. The the most hard ass uh, uh, of the gym teachers taught health. 
And uh, this man was truly insane. He wore like fucking stroke socks uh, every day, you know, because he had bad. He was a gym teacher, but he was like out of shape. He was a fat fuck. Um, but he like he's one of those guys that never did cardio, got super fat, but still lifted. So he thought he was in shape and uh, he taught health. And I was in the health class with this kid who was just doing eraser burns. He had like his whole fucking left arm was basically the top layer of skin was eroded because he just would take this industrial size eraser and just fucking, you know, fuck up his skin. All the hair would be gone on his arm. And uh, he was wearing a sweatshirt with the sleeves rolled up or pulled up. And uh, in the middle of class, this fuck stops class. He goes, what the fuck is up with your arm? Why do you have your, why is your arm like that? What are you doing? What are you doing? What the fuck? And then he, I remember like embarrassed. He like pulled the, the sleeve down. And I was like, dude, this isn't going to help the kid. This isn't going to help the kid. What was I saying? I forget what I was saying. Um, Biden deficit fell by $1.4 trillion this year. I don't believe that. Something tells me in my gut that that's not true. Um, what was I talking about? What led me to this story? Erase. To erase. Oh, yeah. Erase rape. We need to erase rape. But rape is kind of difficult. It is a difficult task to pull off, right? And I'm not saying, like, raping raping kids is easy. And don't... I'm in a very sensitive topic right now. Don't go rape a kid. Don't do that. Read a book instead. Listen to the podcast instead, right? Don't do that. Don't rape a kid. But raping a kid is easy because you can... It's obviously you're a grown whatever... And you're, you know, at that point, you know, if you're raping a child, most likely you've manipulated them into thinking it's okay. So they're not even fighting back, which is sad. But if you're rape, like if the the ones who break into the house and rape, right? Like just a random fucking woman, you break into the house and rape them. I'm not saying it's good, but what I am saying is it's a difficult thing to, to, to pull off. If you break into a house, and again, I the disclaimer's there, and control the body of a man or a woman, even a woman, like even a full-grown woman versus a full-grown man, that's a very difficult thing to pull off. You know, women have enough strength to fucking kick you in the nuts and and put you out, dude. They, 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 they you know, a full-grown woman, and that's a tough rape. It's a tough rape. So I'm just saying rape is difficult, and I'm not saying that we should react any way about that fact, but it is. I'm just saying it's a tough thing to do. In my listen, also, I'm not speaking from experience. I'd like to put that disclaimer out there. I've never raped anybody. I've never raped anybody. Because it's not rape if you're married. <laughs> I'm not married. I'm not married. And I've never done anything sexually that was not condoned by the other party. That's what I'll say. 
which also sounds like me coming out, but I'm not. I've never done anything sexually that was not condoned by the woman I was sexually uh, involved with. Have I done things that... Here's here's the real question. Is it rape to... to mislead a woman into believing that you will make them come and then you don't even get them close to that place. Because I've done that. Yep. When I was on Tinder, I fucking tell, I fucking, you know. I used to, I remember the thing I used to say, because I got, like, when I moved out to New Jersey, the Tinder populace was just insane. The women out here were ready to fuck constantly. And that was so different from where I was in South Dakota. If South Dakota, if you match with somebody on Tinder and they agreed to fuck, you better be at the house in five minutes. Because you weren't going to, you know, other than that, you weren't getting shit unless you met them in person. And I didn't have a lot of charisma when I was young. And so when I got here in New Jersey, they were like, oh, yeah, you want to fuck? Yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) Okay, and so it was just constant. I was constantly going out and fucking these random pigs, and uh, I remember I used to I used to fucking do the I, I used to say a line when I would fucking message them on Tinder, and this wasn't my lead message, but I used to say something like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna like I'm gonna make sure you come before I even stick my dick in you." I remember saying that because I'm a salesman. What can I say? Uh, I'm a marketing professional, uh, but. Yeah, no, I, I fucking, I, sometimes I, like, I would literally come before I stick, I stuck my dick in them. They would suck me off and I would come. So before my penis even entered their pussy hole, their fucking vaginal canal, I would come. So the, the I, I literally was preaching lies. I was preaching lies and I'm not proud of it. Erase rape. Erase rape is the thing that I was trying to get across. I come quickly and I am not, I don't like rape. That's what the point of this was. I ejaculate very soon in the sexual process and also, I don't think it's good when people rape other people. <sighs> what else did I have? And this is, by the way, this is what you get when the fucking guest cancels. So, and it, by the way, the person that canceled will be my next guest. So if you didn't like this episode, get mad at them. You'll know their identity in about a week. Just saying. God. All right. Let's listen to this thing. What are white people superior at? <laughs> what exactly are white people superior at? They're real good at violence. Violence. Genocide. It's like stealing people's lives just because they feel like it. If you are white and you know this is happening and you say nothing, then you're a killer too. What exactly are white people superior at? Insecurity, pretending, fear, being fearful of nothing, being ignorant, blame, letting their egos control their every move, superior at being dicks. 
What exactly are white people superior at? Oppression. Gaslighting. Lack of empathy. Intellectualizing oppression. Did I say oppression? What exactly are white people superior at? Taking what's not there. Taking shit. Taking our ideas. Copycatting. Gentrification. Appropriating things that do not belong to them. Taking over other people's cultures and making you believe that they invented it. Maybe they're thinking of it as repurposing. It's like recycle and repurpose. As my grandma was saying, the white folk, they'll take it if you don't copyright it. They are very good at destruction of land, destruction of people, destruction of humanness. Republican, whether you're Democrat, whether you're conservative, like white people are really good at upholding white supremacy. How about claiming that, you know, they are actually a whole separate race when actually white DNA comes from the black female. So what exactly are white people superior? Honey, lying, stealing, and cheating. Manipulation. Withholding information. Lying. Telling lies. Well, there you go. That's what, what that's what the whites are good at. Also, I would like to I'd like to add this. Whites are also good at creating an insanely large quantity of podcasts that less than 100 people listen to. We're pretty good at that. We're pretty good at that. Okay, I don't think we're only good at oppression and being paranoid. I think we're also good at other things. We're good at drinking seltzers. We're good at drinking seltzers. We're good at uh, 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 wearing button-ups. We're good at um, having a lot of lamps in the house. We're really good at rubbing our feet together when we feel comfortable. We're really good at making sure our children's teeth are straight. A lot of braces in the white community and the white child populace. We're really good at... Um, we're, we're really good at drawing the shades. We're really good at a lot of things. I think that, you know, I and I appreciate the attempt by those uh, people of color in that video attempting to compliment us to the best of their ability but they, I think they I think that they uh, did leave a lot out and I think it's because they are inferior <laughs> I, uh, and that's a joke I'm joking I'm joshing you <sighs> leaving lights on when they're not at home the whites are good at especially the overhead stove light whites are good at leaving the overhead stove light on when they're not home. By the way, the, the 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 woman that said that whites are good at thinking they're a separate race, but all whites came from black DNA. So if the foundation of the whiteness that they are protesting against against is black then you see where I'm going with this? Aren't you really kind of mad at the thing that black people created? Don't you see how silly the argument is? And by the way, she's right, scientifically. Uh, the first people had to have been very melanated 
because they they were living in a geographical area of the world that that people uh, are black. There's a lot of sun exposure, and through evolution, when people are exposed through a lot to a lot of sun, they develop more melanin in their skin to help combat, uh, you know, sunburns and the whole thing. And obviously, as you go north, closer to the extremes of the poles, uh, you have less melanin because there's less sunlight. There's less direct sunlight. The the sun's rays affect the skin differently, so they become less melanated and more white. And so she's right. She's absolutely right. All whites came from blacks. Blacks. And, uh, you know, I guess that makes white people black, and so I think I should be able to say the N-word. If you trace my ancestral roots down to the core, I'm a black man, brother. Oh, talk about all pussy, oh, fucking black roots, goddamn washing the cut, washing the cut, talking about, oh, this motherfucker showed up on TL, oh, this motherfucker didn't, oh, this, 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 and that. When on black man can't catch a break, goddamn, my man. Old pussy. So I'm black. I come from black. Everybody comes from black. Everybody comes from black. So wouldn't this be a black, a light-skinned black brother just being racist to a dark-skinned black brother? Isn't that, isn't that where we're at? There's no whites. It's just evolved blacks. <laughs> Don't clip that. Don't clip that. Yellow bone versus red bone. It's a ridiculous video. It's a ridiculous video, and I love all my brethren in that video, but I do think that they need to do a little bit of reflecting, and I think that they do need to do some spiritual analysis as to what it means to be a human being, as what it means to be evolved from your ancestors, what it means to be separated from atrocities, what it means to be introspective as an individual as opposed to uh, being tied to a collective. That's all I'll say about that video. It's time to get to the list. I put this fucking shit-ass list together, and this was a shit-ass episode. And don't fucking email me about it. Don't DM me on fucking Instagram about it. I know. I had nothing to talk about. I had nothing to talk about. I don't fucking... I don't need any message. Unless it's about the fucking... The, the comfort boner versus the pressure boner. You, you send those in. You do that. Anything else can just fucking... You, it's just a little stay home. Um, so, because I was caught off guard by the, uh, the need to do a solo episode this week, I texted my good friends. Um, those who are subscribers to the Patreon will know them, Sean and Brandon. I said, listen, I need, uh, and also that those two, the fact that I have a group chat of t two of my best friends in the world, two of my best friends in the world, I love them both. 
but their name's Sean and Brandon, and my name's Zach. Sean, Brandon, and Zach. That's a fucking race riot right there. That's a that's a rally. You have a Sean, a Brandon, and a Zach in a room. That's a rally by default. Right? We probably are not talking about anything near you know the dominance of the white race. We never do. Right? Only on Saturdays. Only on Saturdays. Because God forbid we talk about it on the Lord's Day. That's the only time we talk about our our, our racial supremacy. But uh, I was I was texting them. We're in a group chat. I said, "Listen, podcast dropped. I need a you know I need ideas for a list because I got to do a solo episode at the last minute." And um, Brandon didn't even respond. So Brandon might be dead. And if he's dead, good because he really just dropped the ball on this. He had a he had an outlet to uh, an out I provided him a foundation for an outlet to express his creative ideas and he didn't fucking do it. And so and also he wanted to go to a Yankee game. He's like, "Let's get tickets. Let's go to the let's go to a postseason Yankee game." And I was like, "How much are they?" And he was like, "250." I looked it up. It's 250 for the bleacher seats. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not fucking doing that. Um but he didn't respond. Sean was just overly eager to respond and he responded with absolutely nothing of substance it was all bullshit and um so it it did inspire my own idea of the list today and uh the list is uh uh list of circum or list of useless requests yeah list of useless requests it was a useless request of those two to fucking give me a good idea for the list. And I found out quickly that it was a bad idea and it was not going to get me anything of substance or anything beneficial. So it inspired my mind to come up with a list of other requests that are useless and do nothing. Number one, the woman screaming, stop, stop. That's what the fucking in fight videos. She goes, stop. And she's screaming, and she's never on camera. You never know where she is, but she's screaming it. And it's like, bitch, you think they're going to stop because you're requesting for them to stop? Stop it. You stop it. I'll request you to stop the request, your stop requests. Enough. Next useless request. Asking for extra sauce at McDonald's. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. Just ask at the window. Next one, asking a Papa Roach fan not to drive home due to his level of intoxication. Guess what? He doesn't care. And the fact that you asked him to say, hey, maybe order an Uber, right? You know, get, get an Uber. You're, you're a little pretty fucking fucked up, man. I don't want you to drive home. That's going to piss him off, and he's going to drive even faster. Next one, asking a black woman to lower her voice. It's not going to do anything. She's still going to be screaming. In fact, that request will do the opposite of what you want. If you ask a black woman to lower her voice, she will raise her voice by like eight decibels and she'll get closer to you. So it will seem even louder. Next one, asking a guy who frequents malls to stop wearing so much cologne that people within a 10 foot radius become nauseated. It's not going to work. He's not going to stop. He knows nothing else. Yeah, his ancestors are from the Persian 
Golf. Yeah. Next one, asking an elderly Chinese man that owns a business to use a nicer tone with his customers. Not going to work. It's a useless request. He's going to speak down to them and scream at them and talk too fast and all the, all the things. He's going to do all of it. Next one, asking my penis to stop embarrassing me when I wear gray sweatpants. It's not going to stop. It's going to keep, like, I call, up, I call it upside-down iglooing, right? I call it upside-down iglooing. My penis is, is, you know, I'm walking around. The only time my penis looks big is when it's fully, like, like near explosion, Right, it has to have so much blood in it that within two seconds I'm gonna come. That's the only time it looks even adequate. My penis, when you know, if if it's cold or if I'm you know stressed or if I'm even if I take a, like a if I take a painful hot shit, my my penis just like shrivels up and it rests on my firm scrotum, and it looks like an upside down igloo because if you obviously if you flipped it upside down, the hump is there with the little entrance. So it looks like an upside-down igloo, but it points straight out. And uh, that makes it very difficult for me to wear gray sweatpants without being embarrassed. Right? So asking my penis to stop embarrassing me when I wear gray sweatpants is a useless request due to the principle of upside-down iglooing. Next one. Asking a person who claims to have psychic abilities to just admit that they only know where the bodies are buried because they're the ones that fucking murdered them. It's just, I mean, it's enough now. It's enough. We're trusting fucking... I saw, I read a story about that. There was a fucking psychic who I, who identified like six bodies. And it's like, dude, yeah, they know because they fucking murdered... They, were the, they had the shovel. They had the shovel. They took the Ford Ranger out into the forest. They buried him. Enough. Next useless request. Asking a West Virginia mother to stop drinking during her pregnancy. You're not going to stop her. It's just, it's boxed wine. You're lucky. Listen, all you can ask, all you can ask of a West Virginia mother is to just lay off the oxy. You're lucky if it's only boxed wine. Okay? It's going to be useless. It's going to be useless to try to kick her fucking opiate addiction during her pregnancy. Next useless request. Asking pit bull owners to stop buying leashes that look like chains. I don't know why they do that. It just it's just a it's a trend. Next useless request. Asking people with political bumper stickers to be productive members of society. They're never going to be productive members of society. You just got to stop asking. Okay, the only thing that you can do is T-bone them so hard that they die. That's the only thing that you can do. There's no other solution to that issue. The issue of the, the, of the demographic of people with political bumper stickers. And nobody talks about that, right? That's like, you know, they shove that under the fucking rug like they did Epstein. The last useless request as useless as me asking my two fucking friends to give me a good idea for a list is asking guys with only one earring to stop taking videos and pictures of themselves biting their lip and trying to look sexy in mall food courts what the fuck is up with them 
And they're always, like, you can't tell their race. They're either super light Mexican or super dark white. It's just, it's, it's, it's disgusting, truly. These people are just, they, 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 they deserve to die, probably. You know, if I, uh, I'll revisit this topic within 10 years when I've had time to cool down about it, but it, it's about enough. Throw them in the pit. Right? That's it. I'm sorry that the, the, the episode was so dog shit. I don't have any control over my guests. I believe in autonomy of my guests. The problem is when the guests cancel last minute, and I'm not blaming him, by the way. If he is listening, I think he's a fan. If you're listening, don't get riled up. But you, you know, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm joshing. Um, I'm joshing. But when guests cancel, and I have to do these things last minute, and I have to stretch and do an hour, it becomes, you know, you know, it's fucking, you know, you understand. You better understand. I love you, by the way. Thank you for listening. Um, join the Patreon. We're growing the Patreon. I've I've been impressed with the, pro- the 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 progress of the Patreon. I'm putting more out, and uh, I I'm happy. And thank you all who have joined. And uh, if you're not joined, I, you're dead to me. And I hope that you fucking, you know, I hope you get. I hope you drive a a a, a Chevy Cobalt and you get T-boned by a Hummer and then you roll over and then you have a bad neck injury and you can't move your arms for a while. And it's just a scare. I don't want you to not, I don't want you to be paralyzed forever, but I want you to be scared. And then you go, Oh, Oh, and then you wake up and you go, Holy shit. No, life's too short. I have to join the Patreon. That's all I want. That's that. I'm not requesting any type of big sacrifice from you. I just want you to be uh, temporarily paralyzed and for you to have a self-reflective, life journey that leads you to joining the Patreon. I don't think that's a huge fucking ask. But I do appreciate all the support. And, uh, you know, I do. And, you know, you do. And, you know, you and me, we're going to fucking link. We're going to link up. We're going to fucking do. I'm going to fucking. I'm going to rape you, but I'll let you rape me. That's the deal. That's the deal on this podcast. Yes. I am going to rape you. But I'm gonna... You're gonna be able to rape me too. And that's equality. And that's equity. That's justice. That's social justice. And I'm a warrior, and so are you. Thank you, folks. That'll be all for now. 